years ago, I was with my friend Simon in Oxford, England, and over supper, we were talking about God's absolute sovereignty and the scandal of particularity, that God chooses particular people in particular places at particular times, his sovereign choosing. Well, we bored his family to tears with that. <laughs> we were clearing the table, and I asked Simon if he remembered taking me to his favorite coffee shop about two years earlier and introducing me to another friend of his. So I remembered the guy was studying English literature, and he showed us a sonnet that he was working on. I had written a couple of lines from the sonnet in my journal, but I couldn't find the journal. Uh, but I had this sense that I was supposed to use those lines in a sermon that I was working on. Well, Simon remembered the meeting. He said that that was Tom. He was studying romantics. Uh, he graduated a year ago, moved to Cambridge. I haven't seen him. But Simon texted and a few moments later wrote down uh, Tom's email address on a slip of paper and I put it in my pocket. Uh, we then headed to town center, and as soon as Simon and I crossed on, around the corner onto the high street, we walked straight up to Tom. <laughs> he and Simon reconnected. Uh, Tom recognized me from the earlier meeting, and then asked, why do the two of you have such big, goofy grins on your face? <laughs> Not only could we say, well, we were just talking about you, I pulled the slip of paper with his email address up. And uh, the three of us were a little weirded out. <laughs> I said to Tom, I know it was two years ago, but you were reading a sonnet, something about the strength of love. And he said, it wasn't a sonnet. It's Wordsworth's poem, Michael, lines 450 to 453. <laughs> there is a comfort in the strength of love will make a thing endurable, which else would overset the brain or break the heart. There's been quite a measure of uncertainty in, over my life these last seven years, and it really isn't an understatement to say I have no clue as to what is happening in my life. For most of the time, as far as I could see, there has been absolutely nothing on the horizon. By times, it has felt irresponsible not to freak out. <laughs> but, but anxiety has not been an option, at least a viable one. Trusting abandon has. Trusting abandon in the strength of God's unfailing love. Over against the anxiety that would overset my brain and break I have known comfort in the strength of God's love that makes the thing endurable. And I received that meeting with Tom on the high street as a token of exquisite grace. I've long anchored my life in Paul's great apostolic prayer in Ephesians 3 that I would be strong to grasp the height, the depth, the length, and the breadth of the love of Christ, to know it though it's beyond knowledge. Assured that God is doing immeasurably more than all I can ask or imagine. 
In that then, I have it settled that God is working in and through my life far more than I can presently see or understand. Just flip it for a moment. Do you only want God to do in your life that which you can get your mind around? I know some of you are thinking, yeah, that would be fine. <laughs> Instead, I rehearse all that's ahead and remind myself of the Lord's faithfulness to me. I can throw back the covers, make a really strong cup of coffee, and make a beginning again. Because my faith is not in my faith. My faith is in His faithfulness. Faith is in his loving purpose to do 